0: Hi, heroes! Happy anniversary week! If you don't follow us on Twitter, and you should, you may have missed that we have a live streamed game this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from eight to ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be playing If Not Us, Then Who with some familiar cast members and some special guests. You can check that live stream out at Twitch.tv/MoonHarborHeroes. And with it being our anniversary, we would love it if you could take a moment to go on your podcatcher of choice and write us a review. Reviews are a really incredible way for us to share our content with more people. So if you have a minute, please go ahead and do that. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Happy anniversary and enjoy the issue.
1: Welcome to Moon Harbor Extended. Today's issue is Hellspawn issue seven, Demonic Bureaucracy. On the cover, we see a flyer advertising job opportunities at DEMON, showcasing the team doing exciting things at their job. We see Sapai heroically filing paperwork. He then does research through many tomes of demonic text. And the coincidence sits in a cubicle with an entire wall and more converted into an expansive conspiracy theory board. We turn the page and our story begins. So, When we open the page, we open to the outside of the demon headquarters. What does that look like? I think it looks
2: a little bit like something we should have discussed when we were working on the demon orc. (laughs) Maybe that shape.
3: (laughs) Um, I I like the idea that if it... hmm, I guess the question I have is how public was the demon incident of Faye? I guess relatively public if I know about it, right? Yeah, and I think that was like the first major public thing. Yeah, so, I, I like, maybe that there's, like, two sides to the headquarters, the secret side, and only in the past few months, there's a more public face to it, now that there is a need for a public-facing demon to assure people. I'm into that. I have no idea what Iver looks like, I'll leave that to y'all.
1: Like an unassuming office building, but now they've got, like, the name of what it is now. <sighs>
0: oh. I kind of think it's, like, we have, like, an office in, like, a fairly large office building. Um, and then, uh, like, what they don't know is that, like, all the sub-basements, like, labs and, like, training rooms and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: Ooh, I like that. I dig that. It wouldn't be a Moon Harbor organization if there weren't at least six (laughs) sub-basements.
3: Oh, totally. (laughs) I'm also just picturing, like, for utter inconvenience, the office is, like, either the penthouse or the one below the penthouse. So if you're moving from the office to secret labs, you have to go all the way up or down.
1: Yes. And it's got the most awkward elevator music. Yeah, so we open to this like full page shot of the outside of the building. And then on the next page, we go back to more regular sized panels and we see Fiona O'Sullivan addressing the team. Which, what does she look like, by the way, Supai? Oh
2: my god, why me? You're
1: the soldier.
2: (laughs) Ugh, hate people descriptions. (laughs) Need me to tag in? Yes, please. (laughs) When I try to picture, like, when I have to give a description and try to picture a person in my head, they just become a blank blob. (laughs) I think
0: she's, like, six foot two and has really, like, curly blonde hair. Not a lot of it. It's, like, shoulder length, but it's super, super curly. And she has green eyes and she is very, very muscular.
1: And, of course, she's in the, like, more, like, official uniform of Demon, similar to Sapai. So she's she's addressing the three of you in, I guess, like, we said this was a renting out an office, so maybe, like, a cubicle that you guys all share.
2: Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Cursed can Demon.
3: I,
0: can I add something to canon really fast? Go for it. Yes. Can we get paid for this? I don't want to have to do a Buffy situation where we also have to have jobs. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh God! Yeah, this is paying. This is a paying yeah. job. I feel like if you're out fighting demons, you have to get monetarily compensated for that.
3: I think we're also probably technically registered in whatever like business the official office is registered at, and we're paid under those union standards at least.
1: Oh yeah, and also it would be nice to have a world where this isn't like some like internship yeah. for teenagers. The so, God, can you imagine an internship fighting demons? Also, I'm totally picturing like one wall of this cubicle. You said coincidence is like a conspiracy theory type person. Oh
3: yeah, there's now, one I, of the one of the walls is completely pegged up, red string, um, holographic string, everything. Oh, excellent.
2: I feel like that occasionally takes up the whole thing, and we have to just kind of force it back to one wall. <laughs> like, there's been a tense agreement.
1: <laughs> like every week or so, be like, "Hey, we got to talk oh, about this again." <laughs>
3: It's gotten. uh, I feel like there's, there's. there's, It's gotten to a point now where I have. There is the entire side of the cubicle is the board, and I've bought four monitors and turned them into a virtual board to condense it into more space. So there's a board behind the board. You have
2: some lines going from the actual (laughs) board, then taped onto the monitors.
1: Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, Oh my god, Quinson is a nerd. Yes, they are. Okay, so. I feel like we see Fiona like side-eyeing the conspiracy wall. Like, I feel like she does every time she stops by this cubicle, like she doesn't approve of it, but she's not going to take it down or tell you to do so. But she's visibly like, mm, nope. Um, And so she looks at the, she looks at the three of you and she says, okay, I've got an assignment for you guys. Actually, it's a, an assignment that's going out to a couple of different teams too we've been working on a plan to try to secure like a small section of hell for a more permanent portal. We've mostly been using those temporary portals for going to specific locations, but you can't always guarantee a safe way in with those. Like sometimes we've opened a portal in a place where we weren't expecting there to be a lot of demons and we've lost more agents than we should have that way. So we're trying to find a strategic location for a permanent portal to start with that we can keep secured and defended. So we're sending out three of you and a couple of other teams to try to scout out some potential locations. We want you guys to use your best judgment. We trust the three of you. You guys do good work, and we're sending out multiple teams to get a pretty like diverse selection from like various groups and different locations. And then also once we establish a permanent portal, we might want to do more. So then we'll have more options. Um, and she like reaches into one of her pockets and pulls out. A like, kind of like USB-sized, like metallic device with a little, um, a little like LED diode light, and she hands it over to Supai since you are the technical leader of the team. So I have a beacon for you guys to plant whenever you find a spot. Um, it'll let us know the coordinates for it. Do you guys have any questions?
3: If no one else does, I will slowly raise a hand.
1: And Fiona turns to look at you.
3: Should I give a description of Zira? Yeah, sure. So I think this is the first panel that like has Zira in frame, and they're wearing a very traditional beakney costume, which is just like your standard like full-covering f- future latex. I don't think it's latex, but it's like something similar to that, with a bunch of random question marks on it. It's like blue, and the question marks are white. But to fit uniform standards, they've painted one question mark with each uniform color on a random place on their suit. Oh, my God. And... So he'll go, so hey, oh, once we have, you know, a permanent portal and we get that all going, does that mean we can finally, oh, I say, I don't know, take a step through and try to launch an attack to prevent a possible demonic incursion, per se?
1: She kind of like presses her lips together pretty tightly before saying, this is the first step to trying to have a good base to set out from. I think from what it sounds like from my supervisors, they're thinking of kind of, like, building something to surround the portal. Like, to have a its own, like, space to secure it and defend it that's structural and not just the people. Um, it's like, we're, we're trying to get a good spot to be able to send out more missions. I can keep trying to talk to them to take it seriously. I'm trying.
3: Okay. I uh, just slowly walk over to the board and connect two things with string.
0: So you're saying we're gonna drop a beacon so... Demon can build a fort in hell.
1: Not like a like a super big fort, but more of like a I don't know, I guess what's the what's the term from those castles? Like the main keep.
2: Like an outpost?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like a an outpost in hell. That's a good word for it.
2: I mean that sounds like a good idea to me. At least somewhere there can be a bit hospitable.
0: I know this is a job for down the line, but uh, make sure there's food, cause the rats in hell don't taste good. I mean, in fairness, we never tried the rats here,
2: so maybe just rats don't taste good.
1: Oh, we're really hoping this isn't going to take all too long, like a, a couple days tops. But yes, we are we are absolutely packing like a two weeks worth of rations for everybody just in case.
3: You could always use rat spices.
1: <laughs> rat rat spices?
3: Oh, right.
0: Uh never mind. Ignore that timeline. Oh my
2: god. Make it a mental note to ask about that later.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's just, slowly pulls out a piece of paper, invent rat spices, pegs it to the conspiracy board.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> so Fiona takes a look at three again. You guys all good to go? Do you need a few minutes? You guys know where our main staging room is. I'm I'm thinking that Demon as an organization has like a room specific to sending people out through portals to hell.
2: Yeah, it feels good. I think like Supai is reaching under the desk in the cubicle. I love that we're a cubicle. Uh, except the get past that for a sec. As uh, Supai reaches under the desk in the cubicle and grabs a like bag, and we can hear the clanking of uh, their gun in it. I'm ready.
0: Give me like half a second, and I pull out my phone and like start flipping through some of the books on the table, and I'm just like taking pictures of various different runes and like iconography and that kind of thing. And I look up at Fiona and I'm like, last time we got stuck there for a while. And honestly, I just like like having a backup option to get us home. So just, you know, you can never be too safe, you know?
1: No, I completely understand. Uh, the other bonus of having a beacon for you all to plant is that then we also know where you guys are if you press the button to, act- to activate it in case of emergency. That
0: is convenient. And I think we get a panel of like Faye being fairly surprised by this because she is... Nope, not fey. Uh We get a panel of Heathen being fairly surprised by this because she is used to the, like, haphazard way that she and Supai went to hell. So, like, this is, like, very high-tech for her.
2: Yeah, I think we get a panel of, like, Supai nudging Heathen with their elbow
3: being like, Funding's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in the background... Zero is going to very loudly sigh and pull out their phone and go, I'm going to need a couple minutes. I need to put some affairs in order, reach out to my friends and family, let them know that I'm not going to be there. You know.
1: Oh, yeah. Whenever we give out missions, you know, we've we, we got to uh, give everybody like at least some time just in case. Standard policies around here.
3: Zero just gives a very deadpan look like I don't have any of those figs here.
1: Yes. Yeah,
3: <laughs> just staring. Just like, what? <laughs> I'm just gonna I just stare at Fiona until she either does doesn't get it.
1: I don't think she does.
3: God. I In the background of
2: that panel, like behind uh, Fiona, I think Supai is just like doing like the cut it out symbol <laughs> with her hand. I think if, if, if she does,
3: I'm just gonna be like, I guess I do need to get groceries, make sure all the perishables aren't in my fridge. Uh, I need to organize something for my dog so that they get walked. Uh, what else? Um, can we be roommates? <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Uh, yeah, that's excellent.
1: a good question. Like, where is Coincidence staying since uh, they're not from this time?
0: Gosh. Oh.
1: Does Demon have, like, dorms?
0: I kind of like the idea that the three of us have an apartment together. Yes. I'm
3: super into that. Uh, I love the idea that, like, until that, I was just kind of... I feel like I... I sold a piece of tech and got me enough money to like chill out in hotels for a month. It was something like super unimportant, like they've cooled into a Tamagotchi from the future. But... Something that absurd and will never come back.
2: To no, Jim. Oh yeah, no.
3: Why would why why would you say that? This is just a purely fluff piece of information. I'm throwing out there. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, I feel like I sold like I had like a Tamagotchi hobby or whatever, and I sold it. But it's a century in the future Tamagotchi, so I sold it for a ton of money and it was hanging out in hotels until apartment
1: my brain keeps like mishearing the pronunciation and my brain's like oh yeah tamagotchi those things those old like from like a decade yeah that's that's what i
3: was trying to say that is Uh, what i was trying to say Yes. uh i don't know exactly literally the equivalent of that whatever the future version of that is i assume it's a self-aware tamagotchi at that point oh my god
1: (laughs) oh my god that doesn't Uh... With its self-aware, it can guilt you about not feeding it. Yes. even more. They gave it the
3: personality of the, Duolong- the Duolingo owl, so it's you—you you, you don't make mistakes.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I want one. Okay, so back to like where we where we were in the comic <laughs> when I can stop laughing. I think once you start going on about like needing to walk the dog, we see Fiona you know mean, being like, "Oh, sarcasm, cool, okay."
0: Oh, good, yeah, so uh, it's invented
3: in this timeline.
0: Yeah, Fiona. Everyone that every one of us loves is dead. So, you know,
1: we see her like she's she's totally got like a clip a clipboard with her, and she's just like taking a note. Like, yep, I'll keep that in mind next time. I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> I I look towards Stephen. I believe the current
0: slang is uh big F's in chat. Did I get it right? You almost got it right. You're you're <laughs> so close. Uh, small F's in chat. We'll work on it, I promise. Okay. So is
2: just, like, shaking their head.
1: Uh, Fiona is kind of, like, ignoring you shenanigans and says, cool, yeah, whenever you guys are ready, head on over to the portal room and we'll be ready to send you out.
0: I assume we have to take the elevator to get to the portal room?
1: Oh, absolutely. You can't just have a room full of portals to hell, like, in the main building with a <laughs> rented-out office. <laughs>
0: I'm going to go whenever
3: you all are. Same. I'm down. You know, all the affairs and stuff, but I I think I should manage.
1: Of course, we've got an awkward, awkward elevator music going on the way down.
3: I think actually in the elevator, I'm going to turn to Heaven and be like, so, uh, awkward question. What's hell like?
0: It's, uh, very purple and scary and not great. That's pretty accurate. There are a lot of. Weird-looking demons. Yeah, um it, it's 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 a fun vacation spot. If by fun <laughs> you mean horrifying, and vacation spot you mean torture chamber. Oh,
3: there's just like a look of them like contemplating it for a second. He goes, "Yeah, no, I don't
0: think I know anyone that
3: uses those words in that meaning." But hey, maybe we'll meet someone.
0: If you meet anyone in there, just don't trust them. They're a liar and not real. And I give Supai a cool. very, very pointed look.
2: Oh, they're real. And I think Supai has been, like, assembling their gun on the way down. Purple? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just all purple and chrome and super high tech.
1: It's totally taking up a good, like, half the space in the elevator, putting it all together.
2: Oh, Absolutely. <laughs>
3: I think the other half of the space in the elevator is going to suddenly get taken up by a giant hologram as I tap my watch and a holographic conspiracy board pops up. And you just see, like, it's titled Meanings of Colors in this timeline. And I slowly add, like, another note under purple and start drawing more strings in this half of the elevator.
1: Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> this I think is the we're... greatest panel. Can I give the next panel? Please. I think we're like on like floor three, like before we get to the sub basement, and like it opens up and someone looks in, sees Supai with a giant gun at this holographic conspiracy board, and they just like press the door close button and just like don't react as the door just closes in front of them. Is like he then holding her flail? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm like sharpening <laughs> the points on it.
3: Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is not uncommon in Halcyon, but also not the elevator you want to get into anyways.
1: In Moon Harbor, but Moon yeah, Harbor it's definitely yeah. yeah.
0: Incredible.
1: Oh my god. So so the room with a portal is in one of the sub-basements, so it's can be a bit larger than a cubicle or a room with cubicles. And it's it's got like a lot of spots where like it's built to have a portal, but there of course like isn't always one open since you don't want unattended portals to hell that are just open. But there's there's quite a few, like there's quite a few that are open at the moment where a couple of other teams similar to yours are being sent through. Some of them are in more official looking uniforms and others are more like you where it's just whatever, we'll just wear this. And Fiona is waiting by one of the portals that doesn't have anybody like lined up to go through it. And she's got like some packs with like, rations and supplies
0: i look at the elevator that we just got out of and then i look at her and then I look at the elevator and then look at her and i'm like how did you get down here so fast
1: the second elevator
0: there's a second elevator
1: she kind of like looks in both directions with her eyes like that uh, i shouldn't have said that kind of face
3: i feel like i press a button on like my visor and go oh yeah you mean the uh, empty shaft right over there that's been there since we moved in i've seen it for months."
0: I walk over and I grab one of the packs and like step into the portal, like onto like the platform where the portal is. And I'm like, when we get back, we're talking about this.
3: What is there to talk about? Just an empty shaft right there. And I grab a pack and join. I'm gonna step up and grab a pack.
1: Okay, good luck, you three. And of course, like once you once you press the button to activate the beacon, uh, we will send a portal to that location to pick you guys up.
2: I think we get a pedo of the beacon in Supai's hand, then I slip it into my pocket.
1: Cool. And do y'all go through? Or talk some more first?
0: Is the portal, like, open? Or do we have to, like, do something to activate it?
1: Okay, it's open. It was waiting for you.
3: Because we light up at the portal, I'm going to turn to Heathen and just go, Why, does, why did take get the beacon? Because they're the responsible one. A very exaggerated fake uh, offense gesture.
2: And I think I'm looking over my shoulder at Heathen as I step through and go, You're finally admitting it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm the last one to step through and I like roll my eyes right before I step through.
1: I love it. And that happens on like the bottom of like the right hand page. Then you turn the page to hell. The three of you arrive at a crossroads on a hill. It's not like a super large hill, but like you guys can see a decent amount in where each direction leads. There's one of the roads goes to this forest of dead looking trees there's one that's going to this lake that looks like it's on fire there's one that goes to a mountain range that kind of looks like you know those um those needles for felting that has like barbs it looks like super spiny like that and then another one that's just this vast unending desert and since this is a different art style how is drawn a little bit differently so The sky is not quite purple. It's, it looks like that part of a sunset where the sun has just passed beyond the horizon, but there's still like that last bit of color before it goes dark with like some pinks, some purples, except it's not just to the west. This dusk is in all directions and the sky above it fades from purple to an endless void. And like the coloring of the land itself is kind of muted, like almost grayscale. But like for each object, like one color is a lot more pronounced and lightly colored.
0: I look around and I'm like, it looks prettier than it did before. I like this area of hell way better than our old one. Still smells the same, like rats and sadness. If I have to guess, based on geography, those barbed trees over there, look vaguely familiar to the the trees that we saw which means that's probably the the medusaling mountain so i think we should go anywhere that's not there hey
2: you all are the responsible ones you take the lead i'm gonna turn to the coincidence like do you have something in that big old bag of tech to scan or something
3: oh let's see here um and i press up button and like I feel like a Mary Poppins like tech thing pops up and I just like start reaching in and throwing gadgets around the floor of hell for a couple seconds. We're going to pedal surprise the card. I'm already I'm already sad I asked. <laughs>
1: oh my god.
3: And then hmm. Yeah, I think I look in, I go, no, uh got, Oh right. And I slowly pull the visor that was on my head down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
3: yeah, I can roll and assess the situation.
1: Yeah, what are you what Oh, yeah, you're using the, the visors. Yeah. yeah. Give me an assess. All right.
3: Uh, first roll. That's a plus two on my superior. Um, that's a 14 for me.
1: Okay, yeah, a 14. All right, first roll of the game.
3: Yeah, no, no pressure, not setting a high standard or anything.
1: Nope. On a temple S, you ask two.
3: So, what here, let's start with what here is the biggest threat?
1: Ooh, that's a fun one. So, as you are looking around, you look up, and you notice, like, the air has gotten, like, kind of windy. It's been picking up, like, gradually since you guys have arrived. And on the panels, like, this wind is drawn black, and it's starting to, like, gather pretty much directly above you.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. What here can I use to find somewhere to place the beacon?
1: You'd probably have to go further, like further out down one of these paths in your own direction to try to find someplace that looks like pretty strategic. You know, they're looking for somewhere that's like in a geographically good position, like protected, defendable, like higher ground or something. And also just somewhere that's not overrun by demons.
3: Cool, cool, cool. And then for my playbook, move, 21st century studies, when I assess, I can always ask, what does the future know about this moment? And I think the way that looks is as I'm like using the visor to scan, I'm only half paying attention to the scan. I have another display in my visor that is quickly cycling through my conspiracy boards to find one that is relevant to this moment.
1: Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's like got like the one eye and then the other. Yep yep excellent
3: it's like yeah i'm paying attention i'm scanning don't worry don't worry it's all good i'm I'm paying attention but my other eye is like actually focusing on the conspiracy boards trying to find a connection to the future
1: so i think what you see is that from from the future you find something about the importance of establishing a permanent and defendable portal but you're never quite sure where it is like it Mm. it seems to change from time to time so like locking down Like, locking down and deciding where it is is still up in the air, but important.
3: All right, I have completed my scan, and I have some very important, uh, decisive information to convey. Those clouds are bad, we have to pick a path, uh, and this portal is important from the future. I sigh. So I say we pick that one. i point to one randomly.
0: Let it be the Lake of Fire. I think the Lake of Fire sounds right. I'm good with that. That's a fun one. All right. I look up at the clouds, and I'm like, yeah, those do look bad. Run. How quickly are they moving?
1: They haven't been moving. They've just been gathering around the three of you since, like, you guys haven't moved yet. But they're, like, directly above you.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. And I'm going to start heading down that path very quickly.
3: I'm more of a, light jog kind of person, but I'm following right after.
1: (laughs) So as you guys start taking off the, like... The clouds and, like, winds start to, like, follow after you fairly fast. And we see, we see, like, the clouds start to part and out flies what looks like a dragon with absolutely massive wings. And it's, like, tail that comes to, like, this tail that, like, narrows in size. So that way the point's, like, as thin as the blade of a sword. And it's just surrounded by more of those dark clouds.
0: God, I fucking hate demons. What is the, like, sorry, can
2: you remind me the landscape ahead of us? Like, is it flat or?
1: That one is literally just like, it's a path towards, kind of downhill towards this lake of fire.
3: Okay.
2: I think as this start parting, we get like Supai, who is in the front, just like drop to their knees, spin, and like start taking aim up at it.
1: Sounds like a good time to inter as a team against a dangerous foe.
2: Oh, fun. All right.
1: Hell Yeah.
2: I forgot to grab my basic move sheets.
1: Oh no! I might grab a random piece of paper to keep track of this.
2: I'm just going to use the monster of the week ones. They're the closest. So I'd like to use magic. God damn it! <laughs> wait, oh, yeah. wait. Can I roll to turn on the clouds?
1: Oh my god! Yeah, I was prepping demon- demons for this session, and I'm like, hmm. It's pretty obvious. I've been playing a lot of monster of the week lately. <laughs> okay. Um. So, who is the leader?
2: Supai. Yeah, Supai. Oh not the fight. I'm absolutely the leader.
1: <laughs> uh and do you have influence over every teammate?
2: I believe so. I think everyone has influence over everyone right now. Correct. We do, yeah.
1: It just Good happens when you're roommates. <laughs> Good way to start. And what is everybody's purpose in this fight?
0: Stop the dragon demon. Punch some demons. Yeah, I think so.
1: Punch or fight. Fight. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess not fight. It was there's a difference between punching and stopping. Yeah. Those those seem kind of different since one's more like I want to fight versus we just got to stop it.
3: Yeah, I think mine is I want to prove that I can take on some demons. Uh, I
2: think my goal is to be, get us to a point where we can where we can continue the mission.
1: Yeah. So everybody's different.
2: Yeah. Ooh.
1: And does anybody mistrust the leader of the team?
0: I don't think so. Me neither. Same.
1: And are you all prepared ill prepared or off balance?
0: I don't think so either. Yeah.
1: Sweet. So at 14. Ooh. Woo. And then Supai, you said you were starting to charge?
2: Oh no. I think I like dropped my knees, spin, and like aim the long rifle. Ah, okay. And I get me yelling like incoming, and then I fire.
1: Give me a directly engage a threat.
2: I have no
0: idea what my labels are. <laughs> That's a nine.
1: Anybody want to spend team, or are we leaving that as a nine?
0: I kind of want to have a panel where I try to spend team, but don't actually. Because I think what I want to do to, like, help is I want to try to use my telekinesis, forgetting that I don't have it.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Oof.
0: I, like, throw my hands out to, like, adjust the angle of the gun, because I see that it's a little low, uh, and then realize that I don't have that ability. Uh.
1: Oh, man. I think...
3: I think that also means I'm not spending team because I'm probably watching Kevin because I know of face powers and I think I think have you told us that like do we know that you don't have powers
0: at this point? Yeah, I think I've been pretty open about it.
3: Okay. I so I think I think like seeing you start to try to, I wonder if maybe you do have some so I'm like paying attention to you and not the gun. Popping up a conspiracy board just in case you need to update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll update it mid fight. I do not care. Oh
1: Priorities. Priorities
3: yeah. are very set.
1: Yep. On a seven to nine, pick one.
3: I would
2: like to create an opportunity for my allies. Can I walk through the panels of what Supaya Fire and their gun looks like?
1: Yeah, so that's the first time we see it.
2: Uh, so as they pull the trigger, we see like a flare up of fire, like at their shoulder where it's the it's got, like the. We see a flare up of fire at their shoulder where the uh, butt of the gun's resting, and then we see this like energy flowing through, and then it fires out a bolt that as it flies towards the thing like turns into the demon skull, they used to project. Ooh. And yeah, I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we see the bolt pierce the dragon and it lets out this just, I want to say terrifying scream, but it's more of like ear piercing scream. Like it hurts. And it, it had been like flying towards you guys and it, it focuses directly on Supai. Um, and reaches out one of its claws and just grabs Supai, and is very focused directly on Supai and not paying attention to any of the other two.
0: Can I defend?
1: How are you defending?
0: I have my, like, magical shield that I've got, like, the artifact to conjure up, and I think I just, like, toss up the shield, and, like, essentially so the claws catch on the shield instead of Supai. Um, It's going to just, like, dissolve in a second because it doesn't stay up for long. But I think it just, like, catches the claws long enough for Supai to bounce back.
1: Roll a defend.
0: I believe in you. Okay. That's a 13.
1: Hell yeah. So, on a uh Yeah, on a hit... Oh, no, that's PC threats. I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one.
0: Uh, I'm going to add a team to the pool, because I have no conditions and I already have influence over them. So, uh... that puts us at five team now.
1: Yeah.
2: So oh. I think we get panels of, like, Supai's face, just kind of a bit of fear creeping across, and then the shield jumps up, and they, like, glance
3: over at Heathen, just,
0: damn, thanks. No problem. Saving is what I do. Could I get a...
3: Just a quick refresher on the the, the, the description of the dragon. Are the clouds still there?
1: Yeah, it's got, like, clouds up in the air. There's, like, some around it. Most of them are around, like, the tail.
3: Okay, cool. So, I think I'm gonna just run or forward and you know, yell, ooh, my turn, and pull a gadget out of my pocket that just looks like a Tupperware container, and then open it up, and it just, like, starts suctioning in the clouds and just, like, trying to pull away any cover that this dragon has. Maybe if the clouds are part of the dragon, hurt the dragon itself.
1: So. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Give me an unleash your powers.
3: Ooh, all right. That is a six on the dice.
1: Oh no. We do have five team.
0: We do have five team. I can send a team to help if Supai doesn't want to. I think you're probably in a better position too.
1: How are you helping?
0: The claw is like right in front of me. Like the dragon claw and underbelly is like right there. Cause I just threw the shield up and I just take the flail and just like swing it up and hit it in the stomach.
1: Yeah. And so it's, it's still keeping its, its attention on Heathen and Supai and not looking at all at coincidence. So, yeah, what does it look like when it starts sucking the the clouds in? Slash so, also on a seven to nine. Are you marking a condition or is this unstable or temporary?
3: See, both are fun. I want conditions, but I also like unstable or temporary. I think we'll go condition at this point.
1: Okay.
3: Because I think I think what happens is I open this box up, and then at first there's, like, a little black hole, and then you both hear what you instantly recognize as a vacuum cleaner. Um, As this is a vacuum cleaner 100 years from the future, that just suctions in the clouds from around this dragon and, like, puts a lot of force on it, pulling it away from you all. I'd love a, a
2: pair of Supai just staring. It's like, why have you not pulled that out at the apartment? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. What, what condition are you marking? I
3: think... God, I think just because of Supai's comment, I gotta go with guilty.
1: Amazing, yeah. So the clouds start to go away, and it it gives another roar, and kind of like as the last of the as like like partway through when like about half of the clouds have started to go away, it's it starts like hailing, but it's it's not hail because this is hell and hail, <laughs> Like hail is super frozen and cold. It looks more like shards of, obs- of like, obsidian that are the same size as hail. Oof. And since the clouds are, like, coming towards you, coincidence, I want you to roll to take a powerful blow as you start getting hit by these shards.
3: Ooh, fun. Ha! <laughs> a 10.
1: Oh, uh, my
3: god. I mean, I have, a, I have a black hole vacuum cleaner in my hand. I have to lose control of my powers in a terrible way.
1: Of course. Oh, my God. This is the first fucking session. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you said that it was like in what looks like a Tupperware container.
3: Yeah, It's essentially a tiny Tupperware container with like I open it a little and there's a tiny little like black hole that's sucking in all these clouds and probably some of the hail.
1: Oh, my God. So it's a Tupperware container. And I think maybe the material is not the most like stable. So it starts to like bend inwards a bit and starts Uh to like starts to suck in more than you were anticipating like kind of like you're starting to feel a bit of a pull and there's like some like pebbles on the ground that are starting to get sucked in and there's this there's like this pull on everything like you see the dragon starting to come forward Keith and it's a pie you guys are starting to feel some of this pull
0: uh coincidence could you could you turn it off Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets, T.P. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Anthony Sheets and Sean Geddes. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T is a theater artist and educator in the D.C. area. She can be found at T. Playwright on Twitter or TPHuth94 on Instagram. Elliot can be found at ElliotYlen, E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N on Twitter. Sean can be found at the Crumpet. T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T, on Twitter. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brandon Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles, or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Halls of the Undead by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. This issue is GM'd by Elliot Peterson. The Coincidence was played by Almer Amaraz. Amar is what happens if puns gain sentience and develop a love of math, writing, and superheroes. They lend their voice to a variety of projects, both as a writer and a performer, as well as design games of their own. You can follow their exploits on their Twitter account at Amaraz. That's A-M-M-O-U-R-A-Z-Z. Supai is played by Anthony Sheets. Heathen is played by T. Hughth. Heathen was played using the Enduring playbook. The Enduring was written by John of Listen to These Nerds. They can be found at LTTNcast on Twitter. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out at patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus issues each month. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.